Hey folks, welcome into the PFI College Football Show. Pro Football Ireland Week 5 of the college football season. Michael McQueen, Conal Vegan, Dark Harder is a He's a wall. He may be at he may still be a freshman. Hope you're feeling better, Dara. Connell, can you believe Dark Harder has complete neosis? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there was zero text, you know, no no notice. Absolutely shocking. Uh, I I heard he's gonna be sending his notice next week. I know here, big, big pressure on next week. You'll be dropping off next week now in protest. Yeah, okay, grand. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> here, really, really good crack last week, sir. I enjoyed chatting with you. It was a good crack and um, seen, seen a few comments as well. So thanks very much to people watching this, people listening to this, and we massively appreciate it. Um, it's it's good crack and like obviously going into week five of the season, it, it feels like it's flying in. I mean... Like, man, this is turning into the PFI Colorado Buffs show at, at some point. But I feel like, you know, we need to talk about that last week. But then we also need to talk about Notre Dame and how they lost that game at the end. Like, what the actual hell happened there? I, I woke up, so I had it recorded, and I woke up and watched it. I was like, oh, my God. Really? Like, heartbreak. And, and, and what made that game even worse is, like, it was 17 to 14, but somehow it was like one of the most entertaining games like you could have watched. Like, because you can tell first off by like how the game was being played, you were like, okay, like this is like a must win game for both teams. But also, like, you know, there's not a whole lot of scoring here, but like neither of the offenses are doing like horribly. Like, it's not like they're failing. It's simply because the defenses are doing so well. And then, like, they just couldn't convert on a couple fourth downs sometimes. Yeah. And it was just like, it felt like the defense really got them into it and got like no, for for just for Notre Dame and, and and the crowd, man, was so involved and you feel like they're so close, man. They are so close now to getting to that next stage, and they have a huge, huge, you know, a few weeks ahead of them. It feels like a big, big week in the season. I mean, do you want to talk about Colorado first, or do you want to talk about never was talking about the game or what? I think we get them out of the way because this would be the last people who try to be hearing of them from <laughs> us. For the next while, I guess. Well, uh, Colorado, USC at Colorado this week. Like, let's let's kick off and sort of see the crack in terms of this year. Look, we've been talking about the Buffs for weeks because it's it's the Dion factor. Like, man, I think the thing about Dion Sanders, and if if this is the last time we're talking about this team until there's until we do a bowl game special from Tralee or wherever, definitely not from South Armagh. And I with Dara, I'm joking. Yeah. Um. It'd be, be banned from everywhere by then. <laughs> I feel like um, it, it's brought a lot of NFL fans into college football, genuinely. And I also feel like, off topic from the Buffs, I feel like the FSU team this year and the fact they're going to Dublin next year and how FSU are playing is bringing people in. But stay in Colorado, you know, USC are number eight in America at the minute. Going in the Boulder, 10 a.m. mountain start on the road. The USC are perfect so far this season 4-0 they had a road win last Saturday against Sun Devils shout out to Brock Osweiler and the lads 42-28 shout out um, to Drew Pine as well shout out to Drew Pine as well Drew Pine by I, I, I love the way he said Drew Pine I love the Gary accent by I tell you um, Trojans have been just so so good you know look obviously for people wondering Caleb Williams 75-101 completion results so far this season one 1,200 yards, 15 passing touchdowns so far this season. Their defense is where they need to show a bit of improvement. The buffs, it feels, Dara, uh, it feels... It's not even here. Oh my God, I've done it again. 
Connell, sorry, man. It feels like I'll get there by week 10. It feels like this is maybe the final week for Colorado in terms of them being in the big spotlight, especially after last week's game against Oregon. But for one last time this season, I'm going to I'm gonna say to you, what if they beat USC, Connell? What if they done it? <laughs> then everything, get, everything from what it was, I think gets turned up like to basically 10 because like you have, that would be basically them beating, you know, like one of the blue blood, like, you know, if you think of college football, you think of USC. But not only that, you then also have them beating the guy who is number one for the Heisman right now, maybe even tied right now with Michael Penix. We kind of have to see how that plays out the rest of the year. But, you know, piggybacking off your point of like, this has brought so many people into it. I've had friends of mine who don't even watch the NFL, but they know, you know, vaguely, but then they've been like, oh, all over my Instagram, all over my whatever. Like it's it's Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. And they're like, you know, they like then get into it and they're like, oh, wow, this is like so like interesting. So it's it's brought new eyes, I guess. And I think we basically have gotten really lucky, I think, with that as well. Um, but this game, I think, should be probably the most entertaining game of the weekend to teams who defenses a little bit shaky, uh, but their offenses, you know, they're they're gonna pass the ball and pass the ball and pass the ball until you know the quarterback's arms fall off basically. Um both quarterbacks are Heisman contenders right now. Um Shadur Sanders literally just needs to like stop holding on to the ball for so long and stop taking too many sacks. Um but other than that they do a really, really great job. I was looking at um uh USC's um strength of schedule uh in the entire country and they are exactly 133 of 133 they have the easiest schedule uh as of right now obviously some things can change with that but they are 133 of 133 in strength of schedule so you know it, it's going to be a really entertaining game i think you know they should win usc should win if they don't win i think you'd have to ask a lot of questions and the questions would have to fall on the defense i think cause that's the only way they'd lose is getting outscored or not you know, not by falling short on offense. One useless college football fact of the week for me, I actually went to this game back in 2017, 2016, I can't remember what year it was in Folsom Field. And I feel like we're safe enough in this podcast now I can say this a few minutes in if people are still listening from near me or, you know, know me. Man, first college football experience, like, let's just say I'd be doing a dark harder and not being on the podcast if I went there again. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I wanted to very quickly mix and match into this for people guessing when, when we record this podcast the day after that game I seen the Broncos play in Denver oh, and Trevor Simeon was the starting quarterback no. and uh, I just wanted to say that because as we record the New York Jets have just signed Trevor, Trevor Simeon Sim- oh. Trevor Simeon there you go last, the go. last Broncos quarterback <laughs> with a winning record <laughs> Northwestern isn't it Like a, he was he a Northwestern, was Northwestern genius as well and also um the, I guess Colorado Buffalo should be really happy that the Denver Broncos lost on Sunday. And then the Denver Broncos should be really happy that Taylor Swift exists from pulling all the, the spotlight off them. Shout out to Jeff Reinbold, who literally had a fit live on Monday night, saying he was sick of the whole Taylor Swift thing. I'm like, come on, calm the bop, calm the bop. Um, looking forward to seeing you this weekend. I, I, I know you're in London at the Jags game. It's going to be a good crack. We'll talk about a team from Georgia in a minute that are going to be playing not in London 
They're playing in the state this weekend in a huge college matchup. Let's go Michigan Nebraska at number two. Like it just feels like it's just it's 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 a weird time for Nebraska. Like, I mean, let's be honest, ever since they set foot in Dublin, it's been a weird time to be honest with you. Number two, Michigan, who have their main man back, squaring off against Nebraska, one of the games of the week. Um, Wolverines, the Michigan Wolverines with Jim Harbour are averaging 31.75 points per game. JJ McCarthy is hitting on 80% of his pass attempts. Nebraska is sitting in a different situation, two and two behind a pass and attack that averages just 125 yards a game. With Matt Rule for NFL fans looking to know, um, they've got a very, very strong run defense, but you're going up against a Michigan team that, yes, he took a while against Rutgers last week to to find their rhythm in a 31-7 win, but you feel, even though they're going into the big house, you could call it that. I think Michigan fans might call it somewhere else, but going, going into Nebraska, into that big farm mark yard that I call it, you feel like they'll get it done. Don't you? I mean, they should. They should be going rolling on again. Michigan, number two in the number two in the country, and they, they should be going up against the Cornhuskers and getting the win here. Oh, uh, you know, as we've said, the Michigan Wolverines are like playing for November. They're you know their only ranked opponent. Like they don't have any ranked opponents until the eleventh of November, and that's against uh, Penn State. And then two weeks later, or three weeks later, they play uh, Oklahoma or not Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State. And then, you know, like, they're a really, really good team. I mean, Blake Corum, they're running back. You know, probably, you know, talent-wise, talent, talent wise, it's probably the best running back in next year's draft, I'd say. Maybe even their backup running back could easily get drafted this year as well. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the Alabama teams of old where you'd look through them and it was like Derrick Henry a couple of years ago was their second choice running back. And they had like Alvin Kamara and obviously he transferred. But, you know, just a stacked running back room is basically what, all good college football teams seem to have. Um, but, you know, J.J. McCarthy, I think this will really be a game where he can kind of show us a little bit more because he's hitting on a lot of those passes. But, you know, he only has eight passing touchdowns and he has three interceptions. So, you know, you'd like to see him maybe get the the, the reins loosened on him a little bit. But, like, the defense is stacked. I'm interested to see for Nebraska, they've changed their starting quarterback. You know, the first two weeks it was um, Jeff Sims and... He was not looking great whenever he had to pass the ball. He was a good rusher, but they replaced him with Heinrich Harburg, who's the first uh, the first quarterback. He's from Nebraska. He's the first guy from Nebraska to ever, since 2001, uh, to commit to be Nebraska's quarterback. And he's, like, he's done really, really well the last two games. 260 Heinrich. yards passing. Heinrich Harburg. Harburg, maybe. He's, he's from America. His dad played for uh, Northwestern. Or not Northwestern. For Nebraska, he was a fullback for Nebraska. He sounds very, like, Danish. Yeah. He? he sounds like very, like, you know, like, we're talking like a Erling Holland situation here. <laughs> you know, like, where the dad and stuff. Um, by the way, I'm old enough to remember Erling <laughs> Holland's father's career being ruined. I watched that game live on television, in case you're wondering, Connell. Um yeah, like he's like he's so he, he's at two games so far, and he's like this is the baptism of fire this week going for him. Like. Oh yeah, I mean the last two games, you know, they won both of them with him a quarterback. Now that it's not like they were the most difficult games ever, but you know, I believe this is the first time they've been at like five hundred for like two years. <laughs> so you know they'll be happy to be at five hundred now in this game. They'll probably fall below, but they have some good enough games. They don't play a whole lot of ranked teams for the rest of the year. I could see them definitely, you know, with these two wins, probably getting to about five wins, six wins at a push. Um, but if Har- Harburg like plays solidly, I mean, 
you know, to, he has basically 500 yards total, you know, rushing and passing the last two weeks and five touchdowns. So he, he's done pretty well for them. And if he can keep even half of that off and do something in this game, I think it'll be very similar to the Colorado game where the defense really plays well in the first half, but it falls off in the second half and we see, you know, the, the big scoreline happen. Let's see. I, I feel like, I feel like college game days in Nebraska this week. I want to say they are. I feel like they might be. I'll just double check that while I'm talking right now. They were in South Bend last week and they're not there at Duke this week. So I, I feel like an absolute idiot right now. But it felt like this was the game to, uh, and by the way, we we are going to try and bring that in at the end because I know, I know you said to me about Notre Dame playing Duke. You know, it's a, a huge game for both okay. teams. We will try at the end before the end to talk about that. And I know there's a lot of Notre Dame teams or a, a lot of Notre Dame fans that want to hear about that. We're trying to cover as many colleges as we can. It's difficult, Connell, when you've so many, so many teams in college football. So it's hard. So I'll shut up and bounce on here. By the way, I'm presuming we're both taking Michigan to win that game. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I'll just break out. I got a new jacket. Oh, there the oh. day. There it is. <laughs> Michigan. I was, I, I was wondering where you're going with. That. I was like, what's he doing? Has he got these all written down somewhere? Like, oh, happy this. Yeah, it looked nice. I think he sent me a picture to see over there. Yeah. I got a, I was going to pay like 25 euro for it and then I only had cash and the card machine was very slow so I was like I can just pay cash and then I had 20 I gave it to your man it's like oh I only have 20 he's like that's grand <laughs> he just let me go with it where where was this oh, that's incredible the, in, in the college down in the college there was like vintage like cool clothes so yeah I'm loving it I'm loving it shout out to uh, Galway and that yeah. college that, that, that place in Galway I'll have to get down to Galway at some point Jeff Reinbold's going there L-A-N-K T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland for tickets. I have to get you a free ticket for that, Connell. Maybe get you on the stage Johnson as well to see that Michigan jacket. Um, number one, Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs going up against Auburn. The Deep South's oldest rivalry. It goes all the way back, Connell. Did you know the 1892 when neither of us were born? That's how long ago it Are was. Are you sure you weren't born? Sure what? I'm not born. I'm sure I wasn't born in 1892, but I'll tell you that. Born 99 years later, though, uh, which sounds even worse. Um, look, they're cruising. They're sitting 4-0. Like, they had a really, really poor start against South Carolina um, two weeks ago in their first SEC game of the year. But they get back on track last week, 49-21 win over UAB in a home game. Going to Auburn, like, look, Auburn are in an interesting situation. They lost Texas A&M. Peyton Thorne is benched which is interesting. So we have a number of different storylines here. Do you think there's a situation in which Albert can go into this game and beat Georgia? That's like definitely not, definitely not. You're completely ruling out. Zero, zero point zero, 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 infinite zeros percent chance. But they have a solid, man, they have a really, like, look, they have a solid defense. I'm not saying they're going to go out and score a lot of points. But they really have a solid defense. Yeah, but you know who else has a solid defense? Iowa. <laughs> oh man. Well, I know, but I'm I'm trying to give people like Carson Carson Beck uh is from Georgia as well. So you know, we'll see. No. No. No, it's it's not happening. <laughs> they're, sure? like, they're they're very much in transition at the moment. I mean, last year they fired their head coach halfway through the year because there was a bunch of stuff going on. Um, they had a decent end to last year with an interim head coach. Um, but, you know, then they brought in Hugh Freeze, who's like controversial enough, you know, 
uh, back in his time for Old Miz and all that sort of stuff. Just crazy stuff was going on there. And then uh, they've come in now three and one. But last week, you know, they played their first SEC opponent and did not look good. Like they lost to Texas A&M, who, you know, they're a good team, but you'd expect them to maybe put up a bit more of a fight. Um, yeah, like the the amount of talent that Georgia has, like we're seeing even more of Brock Bowers getting involved, probably the best tight end prospect, maybe ever, maybe, maybe. Ever, ever, but, ever, 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 ever. Like, I mean, he's going to more than likely be either, depending on positional value, he could be drafted higher than what Kyle Pitts was. Oh, Kyle yeah. Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Like, Man, there's so many, like, you've just, I don't mean to cut off, but you've, you've so many like in, innuendos here Cal Pitts plays for Atlanta seen his first touchdown in London Carson Beck is not from Georgia plays for Georgia from Jacksonville we got Jacksonville against Atlanta this weekend obviously Georgia Georgia Bulldogs playing in the States we're, we're going to be at that game in London looking forward to that there um, so you're saying there's no chance whatsoever like absolutely no, like, no chance there's two if Georgia lost this game like I don't know what their heads would roll like it would be really bad. Isn't it beautiful that we're literally going to be in person together on Sunday? And I'm like, mate, remember you said that Georgia wouldn't lose this game. I'm like, right, get, get the microphone out. Connell Diggin beside me here with the PFI College Football Rapid Reaction Show. They're doing, like, straight up, I'll even tell you about it, right? No, it's funny. Like, I mean, like, look, let's see. I mean, you're, you're looking for a place probably to watch college football on Saturday night. So I'll have to give you some uh, some tips for London, baby. It's uh, for people listening to this first time in London. Hopefully get a college game there sometime, let's see. But uh, there's plenty of good spots to watch college football. I actually shot out to a bar in Prague last weekend. Um, I want to say it was Rocky O'Reilly's. It's not a good sign that I can't remember what it was called. But they put on Colorado against Oregon beside the rugby on Saturday night. What a bar. What a great spot that was. Uh, enjoyed that there. And I think I was watching Clemson as well last weekend, so it was a good crack. Anyway, uh, let's game. try and talk about some great game, man. Let's, let's try and talk about some other games that we, you know, some teams as well that we maybe haven't put so much onus on because we've been so far up Deion Sanders' backside over the last four weeks and we're starting to come into it now. Um, Kansas-Texas, Big 12 matchup, undefeated, ranked teams. What a game. Number three, Texas. Number 24, Kansas. Uh, finally, the Jayhawks getting in the top 25. Finally. Uh, Longhorns had an unbelievable win at Alabama. Two weeks ago, they just looked so so fresh. That like they had a thirty-eight to six win against Baylor last weekend. They're seventeen and a half point favorites against Kansas, and this is where you now come in, Connell, as your beautiful self, and tell me, Michael, they've more than the chance than seventeen and a half point favorites. Is there any chance this weekend? There's a, there's a slight chance. I mean, they run the ball really well, Kansas, but so it's literally going to be. How much time can you burn off the clock and like not let this defense stop you? But the problem is the defense is extremely good. I mean, in all their games, they've not allowed, they've pretty much allowed seven points or less or 10 points or less, except for against Alabama. And even then their defense was the reason they were able to like stay, like to, to hold the lead for so long and then win that game in the end. I know the offense was great, but the defense really every single year has improved and they've been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, Kansas, as I said, you know, they have some, they run the ball really well. Devin Neal, 400 yards. 
Daniel Hinshaw Jr., 230 yards, like really good numbers for only four games mm. into the season. And then their quarterback yeah. is kind of a dual threat. Um, but he also has, you know, 700 yards passing. So they they can do something. They can do something. They can move the ball. There's not a whole lot really on defense that I can kind of tell you about. But, you know, last year they also went 4-0 and and then ended up going 5-0. and But they then, you know, they kind of fell off the rest of the year, finished 6-6 six and six and then lost in their bowl game. But Texas are improved basically in every way possible. Probably second best tight end in the nation. Um, I can't see them not winning this basically you, you, you love your tight ends mate I, I, oh, I had to get that in there you know, he's just... he's great it's one of the best positions outside of fullback maybe here uh, before we talk we'll, 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 we'll touch very briefly on Notre Dame Duke in a minute Um, was that the game actually you know, let's just I don't know because I've got like a whole schedule of graphics that I, I need to put sure. at the very very back we're not going to go into too much detail on the folks but Utah Oregon State's a, a really interesting one and, and this is a game that's actually on Friday it's not on Saturday Friday what are they at? Friday I mean I, I look, look I, I know there's plenty of college games on Thursday and Friday it's just it's Friday's early man. don't, don't early. forget uh, don't, the Mac play on Wednesdays and Thursdays as well because the, no, there's no other college football on so they go you know what we'll play Wednesdays midweek maction is what they call it midweek maction yeah, mid hashtag midway. That that feels like a t-shirt design. And um, the only question I have to ask you in this game is: Is Cam Rising going to play? Like, obviously Johnson's the quarterback for Utah as it stands. I'd love to see Cam Rising come back in, but genuinely for 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 Utah, for the Utes, the Utes, the, the Utes, Utes, the Utes. Yeah, but we can't say Utes. We're we're not American. The Utes, the Utes. <laughs> The, like like they have they really have not established a bona fide star receiver. Money Parks yeah. has had a really good season to the point where he's what ten catches, nearly two hundred yards on the season. He had a big big reception against Florida, but they, they they don't have a standout receiver. So like for me, it's like can they go into this game? Can they like it's 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 a tight game in my opinion. I can see Oregon State getting a rundown. And probably getting past them, past Utah. But can you see a situation where Utah win this game on on Friday night, Friday night football? I mean, I I think even without Cam Rising, I think they probably do still win this game. I think probably the only reason we haven't seen them with a number one receiver yet is simply because Cam Rising isn't there. And like you know, the other quarterbacks, they're they're grand, but they're not Cam Rising. You know, and if you remember back to when we were talking to Nicole Arbach, I mean, she had. She was like, Utah could be a surprise team this year. It just many depends ago. on it. It literally just depends on Cam Rising. But their defense this year has been insane, like absolutely insane. Not allowed more than fourteen points, and they've played. They've already played Florida, Baylor, and UCLA, like teams who can put up points and who should be putting up probably three or four touchdowns a game. But they've held them to to nothing. And you know the the interesting players I wanted to p- point out for them is they have a. That one of their linebackers is Cody Barton's brother, uh, who plays for the Washington Commanders now, I believe, not the Seahawks anymore. And then uh, I'm trying to find his name now in my notes. Here he is, Cole Bishop. He forced the fumble uh, in the Florida game, and he's like, yeah. he literally just flies around. He already has another interception and another fumble forced this year as well. So he's just, he's a really fun safety to watch. So um, it's, it's a really good team. I think Oregon State, you know, 
I was right last week in not picking them to win, which I was happy about because a lot of people were picking them to to win that game, but I didn't. Um, but you know, I I'm not fully convinced on them yet. Maybe they, I think they should be a little bit lower down in the the rankings, maybe even off the rankings. But you know, they're they're a good team. I just think Utah and their defense is going to just shut them down pretty much in this game. And we'll tell if Diggins' prediction is right this week. If you want a Utah t-shirt, Homefield code Ireland, 15% off. And if I don't give you that t-shirt on Sunday, oh, yeah. and you can punch me right in the face. I promise. It's sitting right there. It's literally sitting there for weeks. You asked, I, I, I ordered three of the same t-shirt instead of two. So I've only got one t-shirt for you, but we'll get more. Did you see that Sam Hartman t-shirt on Homefield? That's Ooh. probably one of the nicest t-shirts I've ever seen. And while I would spend money on it, you know, if they want to, I will give Homefield my address. So that you, I don't have to go through a middleman. <laughs> I am. Um, there, there may be a kitty from Homefield. So let me see what we can do with that situation, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you via WhatsApp, and maybe we can give one away this weekend. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. That's a good idea, Michael. Keep that in your marketing plan there, live in the podcast, talking about Notre Dame. You know, very, very disappointing for them. And this is just the final game we're going to look at, folks. Very disappointing for them last weekend. And you could see it took a lot out of the team. But at the same time, we've seen in person how motivated, how determined Marcus Freeman is. Re- realistically, they're going to have to score way more points this week against Duke. But more so, they must go on a run in the next six or seven games. The last time that they made a playoff run when they lost a game was back in the COVID year. But they had to beat a number one team when they went on that run. They need to be perfect the rest of the way. Can they be perfect against an undefeated Duke team this week? Is the question. It's hard, man. It it, it this uh, is like one of the games. You know, when you I was talking about them before the season. I was like, every season they lose kind of a game or two that they maybe shouldn't lose. But then I and I was like, Duke could be that type of team. But then Duke go and beat Clemson, and they go and have an amazing you know year so far. And their head coach is already being linked. You know, with going to to fill in the Michigan State job as well. So, you know, clearly highly regarded Mike Elko. Um, and then you can't really talk about Duke without talking about, you know, Riley Leonard, their quarterback. I talked about him a little bit last week or maybe two weeks ago, um, you know, basically saying, you know, he's he, one of those kind of top five quarterbacks in this draft. And that's this is a very, very strong quarterback draft as well. So I'd be really interested, you know, if, if the... Notre Dame defense can play like it did last week. I don't see any reason why they don't win. It just depends on like, will it have kind of the mental effect on them, you mm. know, where they they come in and then they're like, we played so well last week and we couldn't win. And then maybe they just give up, you know, you know, a couple, one or two more touchdowns just, just simply because of mental fatigue, simply just because of that. Let's see what happens. The game, I think, is late. And you've you've a busy weekend ahead of you, man. You know, in terms of travel and stuff, half twelve. Who thought that was a good idea? Half twelve Saturday night. Come on, man. come on, lads. That's too late for us. I'm flying from Dublin at half six on Sunday, so that's not going to happen. Is it? Not going <laughs> to happen. Maybe you can find a good spot. I'll, I'll try and get a college football spot at the weekend. I know the Hippodrome Casino. It was a casino, but I know the Hippodrome show everything. So I'll get back to you on that. People watching, listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching and just, you know, obviously continuing to listen. Please do like, share, subscribe, drop us a review. If you're on YouTube, you can drop us a like, drop us, drop us a comment. We'd love, we'd love to hear from you. 
Carl, any final words before we drop off? Uh, not really. There's a couple, there's some really good teams playing. R.I.P. Dara. No. R.I.P. Dara. Um, you know, watch out for Louisville this week. They have a pretty good matchup this week. Um, NC they're four and Yeah, they're four and We'll see if they can continue. Uh, they'll be a really surprising team because they don't have to play like uh Florida State, UNC, and Clemson this year, but they do have to play Duke and Miami, I think, later in the year. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on. But currently they're four and zero and have like one of the best offenses uh, in the country. So watch out for them. Uh, we might be talking about them in a week or two. Washington seventh in in, in the country going up against Arizona, three a.m. Sunday morning. Yeah, I wish I could. Like that would be their offense is incredibly fun. Him and Michael Penix and Romeo Adonis is absolutely amazing. There was a clip of one of their teammates being like interviewed uh, on the sideline the last day or after the game. He's like, I'm going to be fun right now. <laughs> well, here, t- t- time will tell what happens this week in college football. Appreciate folks getting getting in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on all socials at NFL Ireland. Home field, use code Ireland, 15% off your first purchase. Connell, thanks so much. I'll see you in London, baby. Whoa. Yeah. Well, what a way to end the show. See you next week, folks. Bye. <laughs>